What's going on, people? It's Yabakalichi back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are having... Oh, my bad. I hope y'all had a wonderful weekend. I hope y'all were able to relax. I hope y'all were able to chill. I hope y'all were able to take a breather to decompress, to get to center yourself and you were just able to enjoy the weekend a little bit. For all those like my sister who has to work this weekend, good luck to y'all. Or who had to work this weekend, praying for strength for each and every single one of y'all. Because I know it ain't easy. It ain't easy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. All that good stuff. But anyway, welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time around this part, hit that subscribe button that subscribe button and share this podcast with one or two people share it share the love don't just have all that knowledge to yourself share it with other people as well it's okay it's okay they can learn too they can learn to share the podcast and while you're doing that check out the youtube page check out the instagram check out the twitter follow me on all them things that's not why we're here today but i just wanted to say that you know Start this podcast a little bit different. I got to catch y'all off off guard every once in a while. But anyway, apart from all of that stuff, the topic for today, we're going to be talking about some financial fundamentals that I think if we can get down and if we can understand these fundamental things and if we can get a handle on these fundamental things when it comes to our finances, we will have a lot more control over our finances. We will be able to take control of the things that when it comes to money we'll be able to put take charge over our lives as you guys know i love talking about the mental side of money i love talking about the mentality that we have to have when it comes to money because i believe that when you have your mentality right when it comes to money everything else kind of flows from that everything kind of opens up once you just have the mentality aspect right when it comes to money So that's what that's going to be part of the things that we're going to be talking about is how you think about money, how you plan through money, how you just kind of decide the way you flow through your money. I mean, we talked about it in the last podcast where how you determine what dollar does what and just planning out your money to make sure that your money makes or works for you rather than you working for your money, if that makes any sense. But anyway, there's going to be five main fundamentals that I'm going to hit on and let's just go ahead and get started with it. And most of this is going to be focused on either saving or paying off debt. It's going to be the two main things that I'm going to be focusing on in this podcast. Uh, We'll talk about investing and all that stuff, which saving and investing are kind of similar and are kind of the same thing. But it's also important that we make a distinction that when you're investing, you're not saving. It's very different. Um, Your money isn't as liquid, isn't as available to you in case of anything happening. Uh, the only reason you save is you save for an emergency or you save to reach something or pay something off, which that leads us to the first point of this episode. When it comes to money and whenever it comes to anything to do with money, the most important thing that you have to do is to make a goal, is to set a goal for yourself. Zig Ziglar, which if you guys don't know who Zig Ziglar is, just go on YouTube, like pause this podcast for a second. Go on YouTube and just watch some of his speeches because this dude, oh man, I remember when I found him, uh, I was, uh, I was talking to my ex and I was just like, yo, or she was my girlfriend at the time, but now she's an ex. But anyway, I was watching the videos and I was sharing all the videos and I was like, yo, 
This is amazing because he was so impactful. He was a mo- he's a motivational speaker. I don't know if he's still alive, but he's the, he was so impactful. Some of the things that he was saying on there, and I just love it. And one of the quotes that he said was, "You can't hit a target that you can't see, and you cannot see a target that you do not have." And I saw this beautiful picture on Google where the guy is trying to shoot an arrow at a target. However. He's turned 180 and the target is behind him. So no matter how hard he tries, he's not going to hit that target. And it's the same thing when it comes to our money. It's the same thing when it comes to finances. If we don't have a goal, if we don't set a goal for ourselves, if we don't set like, this is what I'm trying to reach. This is what I'm trying to get to. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how hard you you think that you're doing something good or how much you think that, oh, I'm progressing. I'm doing all the right things that I need to be doing. I'm doing taking all the right steps. You won't reach that goal. You won't reach that thing that you're trying to reach to because you haven't set a goal. And that goal can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't matter. It can be something as frivolous as wanting to get a new phone. It can be something like buying a house. It can be a car. It can be shoes. It can be to travel. It can be to be financially independent. It can be to be retire early. It can be to give money away. Whatever it is, just have a goal. Have a goal in mind of what you're doing with your money or why you want to save money or why you want to pay off your debt or why you want whatever it is have a goal in mind because what happens is when you have this goal in mind when you have this goal in your head you focus on it you try to find ways to make it work you try to break through and find all work through all the difficulties to ensure that you hit this goal to ensure that you're making progress towards that goal. Everything else doesn't matter because you want to pursue this goal. You make it a priority for your life. But the thing is, like some of the goals that I mentioned, it can feel really hard. It can feel really tough. It can feel really scary. Like, especially when you set big goals like, I wanna retire early, or I wanna buy a house, or I wanna buy a car, or I wanna travel, those kind of like really large goals, like those goals that just kinda make us be like, how am I gonna get there? Like, how am I gonna be able to pay off all this debt that I have? Where can I even start? It gets scary and the easy way, the easy thing that we always wanna do with ourselves is wanna check out. Because then all of a sudden it becomes too big. It becomes such a huge thing and we're like, I can't, I can't envision. We start saying this thing in our mind. I can't envision getting to that point. I can't envision saying that I have a million dollars somewhere. I can't envision how I can get to the point where I'm giving over a hundred thousand dollars away every year. I can't envision where my money makes more money than I can do when I work. I can't, I just can't envision that. It's such a long way to go. Like for example, in order for me to make $2,000 from passive investments, I have to invest over $100,000. That, think about that. That seems so far away. That's like, yo, how do I get there? How will I even be able to take the steps to reach this goal? It becomes scary and we wanna check out. We wanna run away. This is why Having a goal is not just important, but it's also important to have milestones to reach that goal. 
Because if we just set a goal that is massive and feels so out out of worldly, that feels so like, yo, I want to start this business, but it's just like, where do I even start? And we start finding all these things that we can't do to do it. We won't progress. But if we set milestones and, and we start off with like, okay, in 10 years, this is where I want to be. And then we say, okay, in five years, ah, you know what? In one year, you know what? In six months, you know what? In one month. And then you're like, you know what? Tomorrow I will do, I will have done this. When we break it down into those manageable pieces, into those bites, into those smaller, smaller pieces, all of a sudden we start progressing. We start taking one step after the other we start making finding ways to just keep on chasing after that goal however a key thing for your goal is to set a deadline is to set a time limit a guy named robert hajavec hajavec i think is the way you say his name he said a goal without a deadline is just a dream so if you don't give yourself a limit if you don't set a time frame of like Yo, I want to, by when I'm 30 years old, have over 100,000 invested so that I can be getting paid dividends of about two to $4,000 so that I can give two to $4,000 away in some form of a scholarship to students who need it in four years. That's the deadline. If we don't have that in our minds, then we're just going to be flailing about in the wind. We're just going to be, uh, you know, I'll get there when I get there. I'll get there when I get there. And we'll keep on pushing it out and pushing it out and pushing it out. And then we'll never hit our goals. We'll let other things interrupt the process. And then the other things you have to do with your goals is you have to review them regularly. You have to review them and say, where exactly am I in this thing? Where exactly am I headed? Am I making progress or am I falling back? Do I need to find another way so I can keep making this progress or do I need to find another way so I can keep advancing? Very important. Very important for you to figure that out. So that's the first thing you need to do when it comes to understand managing your finances. The second thing you need to do is to track your expenses. You guys know I preach on this thing. Track your expenses and make a budget. I preach it so much because when we see, when you open your eye, as we Nigerians say, shine your eyes, shine on where where. When you open your eyes to what is going on, when you can actually see and you have a vision of where you are headed or where you want to be going, all of a sudden things tend to just kind of start falling in place. Yogi Berra said, if you don't know where you're going, you might wind up someplace else. My dad always liked to say, those who do not plan, plan to fail. Those who do not plan, plan to fail. And your plan is that budget and tracking your expenses because it's basically like the turn-by-turn directions that show you the path you need to take. It's like when you're traveling, I used this example once in, in the past. It's like if you're on an airplane and you're talking to the pilot and you're like, yo, where are we going? He's like, yo, we're going to France. And it's like, do you know how to get there? And their pilot is like, nah, I'm just kind of winging it. Guess what? You're going to get off that plane and go on another one. Because who wants to be in a plane with a pilot that doesn't know where he's going? Like, that's the same thing. A lot of us fly blind. 
A lot of us kind of close our eyes and just say, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. We'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. But you don't set anything in motion. You don't track your expenses, you don't make a budget. You're just kind of like, I'll wing it, I'll figure it out, I'll wing it. And you've been winging it for how long now and still ain't made no progress. So make a budget, set a plan, and at least once a month, look at how that budget is going. Look at how that plan is going. Review it again. Say, okay, am I making progress? Like I said, that goals, review your plan just like you're reviewing your goals. And when it comes to your money, learn the art of categorizing your money. Learn the art of separating the essential things. In other words, your power bill, your home rent, whatever it is, mortgage, all that stuff. Separate that from non-essential things like going to eat out and buying random frivolous things like new shoes and new clothes and those kind of things. Learn to categorize your money because when you categorize your money and you say, oh, this is the money I need for my bills. Oh, this is just extra money that I have on the side for non-essential things. Maybe I don't need to spend it on non-essential things. Maybe I need to spend it on saving or paying off debt. Categorize that money. Learn to do that. And every time you do that, you continue to make steps. You continue to progress towards that goal that you've set for yourself. Now, all of that stuff is good. All of that stuff is good. Making a plan, making goals, all that stuff, tracking your expenses, making a budget. That's all cool. That's all great. But the third thing that you have to know, and you have to take some time to sit down to understand this. You have to understand your spending patterns. You have to understand what causes you to spend money when you spend money. Is it like, oh, I just got paid, so I got money. I'm about to be up in these streets spending this money because I just got paid. That's what we call payday euphoria, where we get paid and we feel like we have all the money in the world until Monday rolls around and it's like, ah, I'm broke. I ain't got no cash. Or instant gratification, we got to do something to make ourselves feel good in this moment, at this very time. It's like, I just got, I need something. I need something to make myself feel a little bit better. Instant gratification, like you don't want to wait for something to come to you. And so you take out a debt for that thing. You don't want to like save up to buy a car. So you get a car loan. You don't want to wait to invest so that your money will work for you in the market so you try and find all these shortcuts to try to invest instant gratification especially for us if you're a millennial if you're a gen z we live in an instant now culture we have in a microsecond culture everything we want is our fingertips but a lot of the more important things in life take patience it takes patience you won't have it like a pizza that you ordered you won't have it like amazon two-day delivery you won't have it like instagram where you can go on there and find things to make you feel good you won't have it like youtube where you can learn whatever you want super fast you won't have instant gratification there are some things that are worth it to wait for i have a really good friend one of my best friends actually one of the dopest cooks i know and one of the things that i'm finding out is Sometimes it's worth waiting a little bit longer so you can enjoy your food a little bit more. Sometimes it's better to put a pizza in the oven rather than trying to put it in the microwave to reheat it. Sometimes it's better to turn on the gas stove and put a pan on it 
and put bread on it rather than trying to heat it in a microwave. Sometimes to really enjoy something, you have to take a step back and have patience and enjoy the process that you are going through as you're trying to figure out your finances. Another one that usually happens is what we call spending leaks. You're just, there's just certain ways, somehow, some way, you look at your bank account at the end of every week and it's like, where did $500 just go? What exactly am I spending my money on? This is what budgeting and tracking will help you fix. It's like, do I just have a hole in my pocket where it feels like money's just falling out every single where I go? Budgeting and spending will help you figure out what is it that, am I eating out too often? Am I driving to places I don't even drive into and spending all kinds of money on gas? What, what is it? Like, where's my money going? Where, where, where is it going? Spending leaks. The next type of emotional pattern or spending pattern is emotional spending. I feel sad. I feel depressed. I'm going to go buy new clothes so I can make myself feel better. I'm going to buy new shoes so I can make myself feel better. For the extreme side, the other extreme negative side is I feel sad. I feel depressed. I'm getting in this chat room. I'm ordering some kind of service to make myself feel better. Emotional spending. You have to find other releases for emotion. And first of all, to all my Christians out there, I'm coming for y'all. If you're not a Christian, this is not for you. But if you're a Christian, I'm coming for you right now because we have the ultimate emotional support where we're supposed to run to whenever we feel some type of way. I know it's hard and it's not going to work all the time, but we have a support system that is built literally to help us whenever we're feeling some type of way. Prayer. Surrounding yourself with people that will show you love. Very important. Money is not the way you support yourself emotionally. We've talked about it in the past. There is a cap on how much happiness money can bring you. It's about $75,000. After that, it's a fleeting response. You will never get as much dopamine hit as you will after you get that cap. No matter how many shoes you buy, it's not going to hit you the same. So know how you're spending your money. So one of the things that I do in order to help me with my emotional spending, because it still happens. Sometimes I get euphoria. I get online. I watch YouTube videos. I see the products that they're sharing out to everybody and talking about. Have you ever noticed something? How come none of the products that anybody ever shares is affordable products? It's always products that will make you and I go broke. Why? Why is that the case? Because manufacturers get sense. They know what is inside their brain. They know what they they do. If they showed you the cheaper products on YouTube videos, then they're cap- they're not going to make as much money. But if they show you the more expensive product, show you the YouTubers can fanboy it and say, "Yo, this is the greatest thing ever," especially in the tech sphere. YouTubers that I watch in the tech sphere, they always spend no, they don't spend because they get it for free. And so they show these things off and me I'm over here like, "Yo, that is dope." So I want to I want to buy that too. And so all of a sudden you have 100 people that saw one video and they buy the product. Manufacturers and marketers, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. But something that helps me is what I call the wish list cart. Is my Amazon wish list. 
or any site that I use is the wish list. I will put the item in the wish list. And you know one thing that they try to do to you is they try to make you feel like this item is going to run out. Like, hey, we have a promotional deal going on right now. If you buy it, you get $30 off of this $2,000 machine. So you need to rush and buy this thing. What I do is I just kind of, I put it in my wish list and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get to it at some point. And I wait. Give yourself 72 hours and then come back to it. And then do I, and then that, that 72 hours gives you time to think. And you say, do I really need this thing? And it gets you to wonder. And usually what ends up happening is you remove it from your wish list because it's just like, I really don't need this thing. I just wanted it in the moment that I saw it. Now, of course, if you really need something, get that thing to help you. That's different. But I'm saying for all those times where we see something on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on TikTok, or any of these platforms where we see something or on TV and we're like, oh, I need it. Remember, it's never going to look the same as it looked on TV. I will use the example of you see a burger on TV and you see a burger that you get on your plate. It's very different. Very different. The next thing that you have to do when it comes to your money is part of separating the essentials from the non-essentials is for you to subtract your money, the spending money from your take-home money. Know the difference between how much you're getting paid versus how much you're spending. There's a guy I, I, I listen to. His name is Scott Galloway. He says that a rich man is one who knows how to control his burn rate. That's what he uses for spending. He says somebody who makes $40,000 a year and spends only $30,000 a year is richer than somebody else who makes $1.2 million a year but spends $2.1 million a year. Your burn rate is extremely important. Very important. It's how you build your wealth. It's how you're able to get to the point that you need to get to. And so all my credit card users out there, this one is for y'all. This one is for y'all. As we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, the average interest rates on credit cards is 18%, which means that for every dollar you spend on a credit card that you do not pay off on time, you incur an 18 cent charge. And when I talk about that, a lot of people is like, ah, 18 cents, that's not bad. It adds up a lot faster than you think. So if you spend $1,000 on something, compound interest is a jerk. So you spend $1,000 on something that $1,000 will roll over so fast, so fast. Just like I love compound interest when it comes to investing, I hate it when it comes to your finances because that $1,000 you just spent, if you don't pay it off, it becomes $1,180. If you still don't pay it off, it becomes $1,360. If you still don't pay it off, it becomes $1,720. You see how it's increasing all of a sudden. If you still don't pay it off, it becomes, a th- it becomes what is that? 720 plus 180 becomes $1,960. So in the span of three months, because you did not pay off that $1,000, now it's almost doubled. In fact, it's doubled essentially because now you're paying $1,960. Actually, that's, that's wrong math. 720 plus 180 is 900, my bad. I can't math, 900. So it's almost doubled. Like, dude, this is why if you're using a credit card, 
It is not your emergency fund. It is not your escape route. It is not the path that you take of least resistance. That's not what a credit card is for. If you're going to use a credit card, my advice is to just buy gas once a month and pay it off immediately, like immediately. Do not have a revolving credit balance. Do not do that for yourself. And two questions you should ask yourself whenever you're about to swipe your credit card. One, is this a want or a need? Two, just like we asked ourselves with the previous previous one, can I wait for this? Can it wait? Can I save towards this thing? Or is this like, is this an extreme situation? Because to be honest, most of us are not very savvy with money. I know I'm not savvy with money. I can't play the game of knowing how to interest rate my way versus pay credit and use the credit to to make more money for myself. I, I don't know that game. I don't play it very well. So I stay out of it. If you know how to play that game, then more power to you. If you don't, if you don't know the art of how to play with credit and how to play all these games that people play when it comes to credit cards, I advise you stay away from it. Do the bare minimum that you need to do on credit to build your credit, but stay away from it. All right. And the fifth and final thing is moving towards your goal. Moving towards your goals. Now, this one is important because this one, this one, we're going to talk about trying to hit for the fences, trying to hit for home runs. A lot of the advice you get when it comes to budgeting and financial advice is make your coffee at home, make lunch at home, all this kind of stuff. The problem is, although these are good, these are good things that will actually help you learn how to work with your finances and learn, help you learn how to control your spending will help you learn the art of like, okay, I should not spend money on lunch. Let me make my money at home or make my lunch at home and learn all these things. It will teach you that stuff. However, sometimes it's not gonna make the biggest changes when it comes to you trying to pay off debt or trying to save more money. The things that will make the biggest changes is for you to look for the biggest items in your in your monthly budget. For example, when was the last time you shopped around for a new car insurance? When was the last time you looked at your cable bill or your phone bill and you shopped around for for maybe looking at a cheaper f- service? Or the one I like to do, I like this from my sister, she does this a lot, where you call them up and you say, what is this on my bill? This is not my bill. And then you threaten to leave and they're like, no, 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 don't leave us, don't leave us, we'll reduce it, we'll reduce it. And you'd be like, yes, grandfather me back into my old payment because I'm not paying this. And a lot of times they will work with you. So look for those big ticket items in your budget where you can cut back. Or the other thing you can do is look for ways that you can make more money. A lot of us have stuff in our house that we don't use, but you know, nostalgia makes it a lot harder for us to sell. For example, me, I have an Xbox 360 and an Xbox One that I don't use. And the only reason that I have it is for nostalgia purposes. Like seriously, like that's the only reason I have these these consoles. So we have stuff that we can make money off of just by selling it, just by selling it to other people. So find ways to make more money. Maybe maybe picking up a second job 
Like for me, one of my things, like I actually enjoy my second job, which is reffing soccer games and stuff, even though Corona decided to put a halt to that and I'm pissed about it, but whatever. But I love it. I love soccer. I love reffing soccer. I love playing soccer. I love everything soccer. So for me, I enjoy, I enjoy doing it. And so I found a second job that I really enjoy. Some of us, it might not be a second job that you enjoy. Some of us, it might be picking up extra shifts so we can get some more money in our pockets. So it's finding ways to help you get towards that goal. Look for big ticket items. Let's do a quick review of everything that we talked about on this podcast when it comes to financial fundamentals. The first thing we talked about, make a goal, make a goal. If you don't make a goal, it's nothing and set a deadline for that goal. If you don't make a goal and set something, a target that you can hit, you're going to miss it every single time. Two, track your expenses. If you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what direction you're going in, you're not going to get to where you want to be. Three, identify what it is that causes you to spend more money. What is it that is causing you to spend more money than you should be spending? Four, separate your non-essential from your essentials. Realize how much you're spending and versus how much you're bringing home. What is your burn rate? We're trying to build wealth so we can help not just ourselves, but we can help those around us. And we won't be able to do that if we don't take control of ourselves. And finally, the fifth one, to progress towards your goal, is not about just cutting down the little small things in our budget. It's also looking for those big ticket items. And maybe it might require us to do some things that we are somewhat uncomfortable with, like getting another job. But anyway... That's all I have for y'all on this podcast. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things on here. If this is your first time again on this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to the podcast available on all platforms. Thank you so much to each and every single one of y'all who have listened to the podcast and have shared this podcast with your friends. I appreciate you guys. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.